Welcome, everyone. This is uh, Millennials and Money Cafe, where we create events to empower, inspire, and motivate millennials to love, live, and matter. I'm your host, Marilyn O'Malley, and I coach millennials who are highly sensitive and creative entrepreneurs and professionals who struggle with increasing their wealth, um, unhealthy relationships, and feel unsafe being seen and heard to stand out with confidence, find healthy and passionate love, and live a turned-on life while manifesting more money without sacrificing themselves. And you can find out more about uh, me and also find Millennials and Money Cafe podcast on my blog at MarilynO'Malley.com or you can also find Millennials and Money Cafe on iTunes. So today, my awesome, amazing, brilliant uh, guest is Shanda Sumter. <laughs> Welcome, Shanda. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah. So let me share with everybody uh, a little about you. And um, so Shanda is the founder and queen visionary of Hardcore Business. She's a passionate business coach who has created a series of online marketing courses specifically for her own clients. Shanda is a dynamic teacher and has transformed the financial lives of thousands of people through her products and group programs. She successfully created a new business ventures for emerging and established companies, including playing a significant part in the creation of a $40 million plus in a new business for a Las Vegas real estate firm and has made it her mission to share with her clients the same principles and strategies that took her from a struggling entrepreneur to the CEO of a multi-million dollar empire. She is extraordinarily committed to her clients' interests and goals and is a highly sought-after speaker for corporate companies, events, and organizations around the globe. She specializes in assisting CEOs establish a foundation of reoccurring cash flow in their business models so they can move on to making a bigger impact in the world. Considered to have the Midas touch, Shanda has inspired visionaries worldwide to turn their dream business into a reality. With her contagious energy and proven strategies, she has empowered thousands to take control of their financial circumstances while sharing their gifts with the world. And Shanda lives on the beautiful coast of California with her son and partner, where she runs hardcore business from her oceanfront home office. Um, also, I want to add, is she has released a book um, that you can all go to Amazon and get called Core Calling, How to Build a Business That Gives You a Freedom Lifestyle in Two Years or Less. And that became an instant number one bestseller on Amazon, as well as Book of the Month. Um, Core Calling is a self-help book for both business and life that teaches how to have a life while building a million dollar plus business. It's basically Shanda's entire 16 years of business knowledge wrapped up in one. 
um, how to plan for success strategy. So because she can't tell us all of those 16 years of information, you can go <laughs> read it in her book. So what you don't get here today will be little teasers for you to go and find out more in her book or go to HeartCore, that's H-E-A-R-T-C-O-R-E, business, B-U-S-I-N-E-S-S.com to find out about her other, her other programs. So welcome, Shanda. Uh, thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah, well, I we're we are so lucky. I'm like to to pick your brain here. So I would love for you to just sort of start because uh, we're we ha- I'm sure we have a lot of millennials who are not uh, who are listening who are not multimillionaire uh, business owners that mm-hmm. that but want to be. <laughs> yeah. So how did you you know what inspired you first of all, and then like um, tell us a little bit about your 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 trip there, your trip to where you are today, your journey? Um, Well, I can honestly say that I started with a lot of self-doubt and a lot of um, not thinking I'm good enough. And not to start on that kind of a leg, but it's true. Um, When I was younger, I used to, I remember being in in elementary school and my mom was with a gentleman for for eight years. And I use the word gentleman very loosely because he wasn't exactly the nicest person in the world to me. And through the way that I would say he would treat me, meaning that, you know, you, you, you form a lot of your, your belief systems between zero and seven. And he was in those age brackets with me telling me that I wasn't good enough. I didn't play good enough in, in soccer, you know, with being a little girl, I, I just didn't seem to, to do anything right. I didn't eat all my dinner. So I'd get in trouble and get a spanking for it. He did some really strange things to me as a little kid. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm always curious to see what comes out of me on, on interviews like this. <laughs> I talk too much about, but you know, I was really installed deeply through the parental aspect of it. And God bless my mom because she had no idea when she did find out, you know, she sat across the table from me crying in complete disbelief, not knowing what to do. Mm. And, um, but at that point, the, the, you know, self-doubt and the damage was already created. And I had the life in front of me that, um, was many, many years to the day I am today and all these opportunities and I had to fight that internal voice inside me that said, you know, you're not as good as people think you might be because I was energetic and smiley. People used to always say, oh, she just has so much potential. But I'm sure a lot of people have heard this before, but she doesn't apply herself. Well, I didn't apply myself because I was always afraid of, of not being good enough and failing. And so... I, I remember coming across Wayne Dyer, God bless his heart, he's he's not here with us anymore, um, but his book, When You Believe It, You'll See It, was a transformational moment for me, and I started to realize that there was, there was a perception to success, meaning that as you perceived the world and you perceived what was coming at you, um, if you tweaked that perception, you know, and, and tuned into the right vibration, you could actually see that there's an opportunity and everything challenging. And I don't want to sound like a self-help book and I, and I don't want to sound like, um, you know, I'm just positive speaking because I think this is a journey that everybody takes. And if you don't take it and you surrender to your fears, you just don't live into your full potential. However, I do believe that we all have a destiny and path that we're walking. And when you get to the end of your life, 
you either lived a lot of that road or you only got, you know, down a few miles of that road. And that has everything to do with your resistance and your ability to let go of fear. So Wayne Dyer was a big, you know, a big tipping moment for me when I realized, wow, like, you know, you'll believe it when you see it, but what I'm seeing in the world is not really what I'm wanting to see, meaning that I I wasn't tuned into the right vibration. And then when I coupled that with some of Tony Robbins stuff, which I, I never knew these guys were, were like coaches or mentors or teachers. Mm-hmm. I just, and I didn't read. How funny is it that I came up with their books and mm-hmm. CDs because I never read, mm-hmm. right? And so right. this comes back to, I really do believe that we have a core calling that's pulling us forward and we can either see the full expression of that in our life or we can just see just a little pinch of it. And so those two books and material were, you know, the opening, which is what I, and I'm sure you are hoping to be for people. It was, those, those were the openings to me being able to see that there's more light, there's more, there's just more abundance, there's more everything. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, without going on a tangent, I'll just bring it to today. Um, there's a lot in between that, but today, you know, my, I, I watch my nanny who's 23 years old and, you know, she's running her own business on the side and building it. She's actually one of our coaching programs and I'm watching, I'm watching her go through that. And it's like a time warp, right? Like super brilliant. She became my nanny cause she came up to me at an event and said, when I was pregnant, she said, if you're looking for a nanny, I'm your girl. You know, she followed up with me. She stalked me on Facebook <laughs> I mean, millennials really, they, when they're driven, they're driven, but she also faces the scenario of her friends saying to her, you know, um, you're wasting your young years, you know, and, and face, and those are just, you know, what are you attracting? Right. And, and how do you deal with that? Right. And it's beautiful to watch her dance in that because she's like, you know, she can buy into that. Right. And, and see the world like that, or she could see, well, actually, I'm so on purpose that that's why I'm feeling so filled up when I have a success in this area. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's wonderful. And I, I saw that story. And so it's very nice to see that, you know, she's helping you and, and she's growing um, with you as she's helping you with your, with your son. And, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that that's, you know, uh, so there's a lot of millennials that are out there listening that are, um, so they've got the, the you know, I'm not, I'm not enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, sexy enough, rich enough. Old you know, enough. All, old it's enough. Young. Right, right. Um, or, um, or, you know, some people that it's luck and that, you know, that there's... Um, or I don't know how, I don't know how, I hear that a lot. I don't know how is such a, a big um, question with them that keeps them stuck from moving forward. So in, with all you know, the, the experience that you have um, and going through that, what would, you, what would you speak to, and for some reason uh, I'm getting the speak to the I don't know how, mm-hmm. for those people that want more, and they they have something they have an idea but they're 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 like but I don't know how to do it well you know i i just i just finished getting back from arizona and meeting with i think 
for sure are some of the smartest minds. They're in the top 2% of people in the world that are making money and, um, and living a great life. Like I'm talking like conscious people. Right. Right. And, um, Paul Mitchell was there, JP, he was there and, you know, he was, he was sharing, it, it was just, just interesting. Like the different stuff that you hear from, from, you know, people who are really in it, they're making it. And he said two things that stuck out for me, out to me. First of all, he doesn't use email work. Mm-hmm. He owns Patron Silver. He owns Paul Mitchell hair salons. He, I mean, he has like over a $300 million company. Right. Mm-hmm. And how do you run a company with no email? Like just stop for that for a second. Like how do you communicate in this day and age without email? That's like taking my phone away. Mm-hmm. Right. And so the reason why that sticks out to me is because he does it different to serve the type of life he wants to live. Meaning that there's a solution for every problem you have in your life right now. And if you want to be in the top percentage of people who are happy and make money, you have to be able to stand for making your own rules about what's acceptable and not acceptable to you. So, um, and I'll just kind of tie that up so it's tight. You know, if he doesn't want to use email, a lot of people would say, there's no way I could run a business. There's no way I could live without email, Facebook, cell phone, whatever. But Paul Mitchell has got a focus and a desire to be absolutely present with every opportunity, every person, um, everything that he's working on in his life. And if you understand how to make money, you have to be intimate with whatever you're working on, which means you can't be distracted. And if you, if you actually just logged for a day, how productive you are in a day, what you actually complete, not what you start, but what you actually complete, you'll see that's a huge problem for a lot of people. They're distracted by shiny objects all day long and connections. And connection definitely equals currency, but connection um, diffused, meaning that when, you, when you've got so many things coming at you in a day and we're so connected through social media and, and text messaging and email that it takes you off what you're focusing on and focusing is what actually truly converts a result in life. So I love that he took a stand when he said, when all my friends were going on email, I looked at how crazy they were getting in their, in their energy. And he thought, I will never be able to do what I came here to do on this planet if I get on email. So he retrained, well, didn't retrain. He just trained from the beginning. His secretary takes all the calls and he may or may not ever see the information coming into his company because they have filters on what he's interested in seeing. Mm -hmm. So that was an aha moment for me, right? Yeah. Uh, And for some other people. And the second thing he said is when he was a janitor, he, and this, this comes back to, you don't become successful later, you become successful now. Mm-hmm. When he was a janitor, he worked for a man who basically paid him nothing. And the man went to go sleep, and I'm paraphrasing this a little bit, but he basically was at the, at the office or the school or whatever that he was janitoring at. The owner was there, and he went to go sleep in a cot in the back room. And when he, he dropped something and he looked underneath the cot, there was no desk. A cot is like a bed, right? There was no desk or no, no, uh, no dirt, no dust. Uh-huh. And so he was like, wow, he was shocked because nobody had ever cleaned 
you know, to that level where mm-hmm. every detail, like it's spick and span, right? right then he right. went and he picked up the rug and looked under the rug and it was completely cleaned and shiny and polished. And he went to um, John Paul and he said, um, he said, I, I just can't believe how good of a job you're doing. And, and John Paul, which is Paul Mitchell, his mentality was that he would clean and do his job as if somebody was watching over him at every moment. And that's why the man is successful today, because whether he's being watched by his boss or he is the boss, he shows up and does his best. And again, I don't want to sound like a cliche, but I just want to stop and just have everybody look into your day to day and just say, if, if someone was watching you, if you had a boss or you have a boss and they were watching you today or the last day you worked, would they absolutely give you a raise because you showed up and really, truly knocked it out of the park? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, there, or is there a lot of moments that you're burning through time? And so he, he did end up getting a raise. And it, it comes back to what I, I say to people all the time. I'm like, you truly are not successful later on in life when you get everything in the right order. You are who you are right now. And if you be, if you become the person who is a wild, successful person, meaning that you show up like them right now, you will get the raises without asking. You will get the opportunities and you will knock it out of the park financially. However, the number one thing I hear is it's hard. I'm tired. Mm -hmm. And I just say, no kidding. (laughs) It is. There are days that you just don't want to do anything, Mm -hmm. but that's when commitment starts. It starts when the fun stops. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's powerful. So I got like, uh, make your own rules. You don't have to be like anybody else. What's important to you. And, um, yeah, you become successful now, not later. So do you got to do your due diligence now, be who that be who you wish to, to be become now, because Mm -hmm. there's like you do, you do how you do something one way you do your whole life that way. Right. You do. You totally do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, w- one of the questions I'm, I'm, um, that's popping to me because I know uh, you're a spiritual uh, coach, also, right? You, I mean, you approach life. You're a spiritual being. You, I, I am spiritual. Yes, yes. I, I'm you, spiritual, and I wouldn't call myself religious, but I definitely no. like non-denominational Christian churches. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I could yeah. go anywhere. Yeah, um, I, I, um, so, and you're a successful uh, millionaire spiritual being, human being, <laughs> <Yep. laughs> okay? Would you speak to that for, because I, I do work, uh, you know, there are a lot of millennials, there are a lot of sensitive, creative millennials. There are a lot of millennials that are, that are spiritual, that are here, like, I'm here to do something that's meaningful to me. I don't want to compromise and do something else or, but, but also, um, money isn't, Spiritual. I don't think we. I don't think a, uh, a lot of the work that I do is around money and money programming. So I see how a lot of the millennials have not had much education, positive education around money, yeah. and um, and a lot of the programming is is. Um, skewed not just by through parents but through culture etc and 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 I know that that's a topic of yours to, you know it's sort of like 
making your own rules, right, too. Um, So could you share um, being a spiritual human being who is successful and has money, uh, what the benefits of that is, and maybe maybe the... um, what is the uh, perception that is uh, that is blocking those people from uh, success? Well, success. first of all, yeah. if you're someone who doesn't like to pay for things, then you already have something hardwired around money. Meaning that um, if you have an opportunity to step into something, you say you've been, you know, you've. You've been wanting to, let's say, hire a coach, or you've been wanting to take a trip, or you've been wanting to, you know, um, go buy yourself a dog. I know that sounds funny, but I, I, I'm in the mode of thinking I, I really want a new puppy, mm-hmm. right? And you know, you can, you can, you can shop it from a place of when you find the opportunity that when it stings to separate with that money, there's a lot of stuff going on inside around the money. So money is a transactional tool and it's the tool that we have been given on this planet to be able to transaction and it's what we value. Okay. So when we give a dollar to something else, it's we're saying that we value what it is that we're getting in response to that dollar where people kind of get messed up is they think that that dollar is limited, mm-hmm. right? They, they feel like when they give that dollar away, it's gone. I'll give you an example of that. Um, every time I increase my pay myself first mode, right? It, it used mm-hmm. to be $1,000 a month I paid myself. And now, I, you know, I, I mean, I've gone from $1,000 to $25,000 a month to much, much higher than that now. And... Um, and that comes off the top of my income every single month. It's on an auto pull. Mm -hmm. And as I've inched myself up, I've let go and let go and let go of these interesting patterns. And the patterns are so strange, Marilyn, because I'm paying myself. Right. Like, and it has the same feeling of, can I handle it? Mm -hmm. Can I really, can I? Can I really, can I really handle it? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, hello, it's going to you, <laughs> you know, it's not even going out there. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I could talk into that a lot, but it, it doesn't matter. It comes down to commitment. And when you break your commitment with yourself all the time, you are always going to have a fear around money. And until you do what you say you're going to do, of the time, every time you have an opportunity, because opportunities are going to be attracted to you as you start dreaming. And the more you obsess about those opportunities, the more you obsess about them with a good attitude, meaning that you're actually excited about them, those people, situations, and opportunities are going to come across your path. And unless you practice on a daily basis committing to doing what you said you were going to do, this means... I'm going to get up and go to the gym in the morning. Eh, eh, eh. The alarm goes off. You hit snooze. You go back to bed. You just broke a commitment with yourself. You now have re-strengthened your lack of trust in yourself. Mm. It is so important that on a daily basis, 
You are problem solving through all the things that throw you off to stay on your commitment. That's how you get strong. Life is a marathon. Building a business is a marathon. It's an endurance sport. And if you can just get good at your training plan, the race is not that hard. Mm -hmm. But if you're off your training plan, it's brutal. And so our training plans of cleaning up around money and really having that money flow and not looking at it as limited is actually committing because making money is very easy. It's very easy. I, I mean, I have, I have trained so many people at this point to make money and I train them basically with everything that I put in the core calling book, but it comes down to three things. Build a list, survey that list, and learn how to send an email to sell to that list. And those three things can make you a multi-multi-millionaire without even having to brand, which I love branding, so I'm not saying that, that, that but it, you don't need it. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. when you want it, right? Right, um, right? This is without speaking on stages. This is without doing TV. This is without writing books. This was that without having a degree. This is, you, you, you don't have to be anything, but like something. And everybody likes something. You like cooking. You like socializing. You know, I got an email this morning from somebody saying that they loved this this woman that I coached like many, many years ago. And we developed a whole business around happiness for her because she went through a divorce and she she stayed stable through the whole divorce and didn't let it rock her happiness. I was like, you need to go teach that stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? And we created a whole huge business around just happiness meaning that everybody's good at something. So money isn't hard. It comes down to three steps, right? What's hard is getting you to commit to the things you're going to commit to behind closed doors. That's what's hard. And when you can clean that up, I think we have a commitment, um, a commitment problem in America and Canada and in the world. Mm-hmm. And that's why we've got a bit of a scarcity problem because people just aren't willing to do what it takes to do it because it's the, the formula is not hidden. It's right there. Wow. Yeah, you got me thinking. I got I got some good stuff around that. But um, yeah, the, um, the, the, the commitment to the self and if this you don't feel good about yourself and don't feel you're worthy and, um, or enough, then you're not necessarily, you're going to be thinking, um, or you've got perfectionist, um, tendencies, then, then you're, you're going to, uh, do things to self-sabotage and not be, not be committed. Can you speak to one other aspect of the, the money here? So how, so, you know, a lot of times people who are spiritual, think money is bad. So the, the money mindset, you know, a, a prosperity abundant uh, mindset. I would love for you to speak how uh, to that, how money has served you in a way, uh, has served you personally to, mm-hmm. um, to be well, able to serve others. You know, uh, and, First of all, I can just say in my own life, um, you know, I'll go from materialistic to heart-centered. I get to fly first class everywhere. And why is that important to me now? And why does that serve me? Because I have a little baby that travels around the world with me to speak. 
And it's much more comfortable for him and I to sit in first class, for me to breastfeed on the plane, um, for comfortability, for less stress. Every time you stress out, your body releases a toxin that takes many, many days to, to, for your body to actually detox from. And so there's less stress. I get on the plane first. I get off the plane first. I have lots of help. I don't have to, I'm bringing the stroller down. I can go on forever. I mean, it ripple effects into every area of your life. Um, I also find that once you get past your survival, so there's a lot of science that shows that if you're making under $50,000 a year, money actually is still affecting your happiness. Mm-hmm. Over $50,000 a year, it is not. Meaning that you can make as much money as you want. It's not going to make a difference if you're happy or not because of the money, mm-hmm. right? However, you know, I got, I paid into an insurance plan to make sure that if when my mom or if she ever gets sick, um, I have an insurance plan that has a very high death penalty, meaning that if my mom passes away, I will get a lot of money. Eventually she is going to pass away, which is going to support my family. However, if she gets sick, Marilyn, I can pull from that money and it won't affect the quality of life of my family. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do that if I didn't have money to pay into it. Right. 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 Um, and by the way, I don't pay a lot of money into it, but it, it, I have a rest assured. I'm right now paying for somebody in my family and I'm paying for their household to live. Mm-hmm. And it's expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, it's thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars a month. And I'm happy that I can do it. But what if I was going through a downturn in my life right now? Mm-hmm. That person might be in hostess or that person might be, you know, living really that person actually would be living on the streets, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And that yeah. person's in and out of the hospital and I've been able to fly back and forth to that city and be with them when they're in the hospital and I've been able to keep a roof over their head. However, what if my business wasn't doing what it was doing or what if I had to allocate my money towards my immediate family? Mm-hmm. What a horrible place to be. So I wouldn't know even about the insurance policies. If I didn't make a certain amount of money, I wouldn't be hanging around with a certain amount of educated people. I know that sounds horrible, but money opens doors to an educated group of people. Why? Because what it takes to make money is personal development. And who you become in the process of making a lot of money actually attracts you to a whole new group of people that are talking a whole different game and they're solution-driven And so they know things that the people that are not making money know, which is like insurance policies, like the one I have on my mom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. I have another one on my retirement that took me five years to pay into. I'm just paying into that right now. And it pays me out almost $300,000 a year, tax-free, and I'll get it until I'm 102 years old. And I think I start at 52 or 53 years old. It's pretty nice. Wow, yeah. It's the only vehicle left that I know of that your money grows tax-free in it. Meaning if I would have bought real estate, if the real estate would have jumped massively in price and I sold that real estate, I would have to pay taxes on all that group sum money, leaving me with a lot less than what I went in. Not what I went in, but you know what I mean? A lot less than I actually made. Right. And so you don't find out about these things unless you do the personal development to make money. Like, don't make money because you think it's going to make you happy because after $50,000 a year, it's not. 
right? Right. But keep making more money because of who you become in the process and the really cool friends that you make. Because (laughs) as you get more enlightened and as you open up, um, I've had the hardest year of my life in my business this year. And that was because I gave birth to my baby. I became an international bestseller. I launched an infomercial. I have a huge zone event. Um, I um, have spoken on lots of stages this year. And I insist on being done work between 3.30 and 4 every day so that I can be with my son. However, every two and a half, three hours, I'm breastfeeding, which changes my, my time in the office and productivity time. Right. And so talk about like some shower floor moments this year of going, how the heck am I going to handle this? Right. Mm -hmm. And letting go of more control and letting go of more control. Because if I don't let go of control, I don't hire people, bite the bullet to hire more people, um, bite the bullet to hire, you know, even multiple six figure income earners in my company, which is new for me. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, To hire those people. I've had to bite the bullet to do all of that which requires me to let go of more control. But because I trust myself, because I do what I say I'm going to do, it's easier for me to make those decisions. But the whole game of making more money is about letting go of more control. Mm. Right? It's about not having to be a part of every single detail. Right. And being in community. And so it's very, very, very spiritual. Mm. I love that. Thank you so much for for sharing that and um, that this audience is getting, I don't know that they've heard that before. And I actually haven't heard somebody speak to that. So that's the, the way that you do. And I really admire that. So thank you so much. That yeah, it, that money allows you, I always say money allows you to express more of who you are in the world and it hel- helps you become that person, not you know, in, in the ways of like flying first class, being able to take care of yourself and your family in, in, in ways that you wouldn't be able to if you were just surviving exactly. instead of thriving and how much more um, impactful. So you, this is, you know, because you talk about, um, you know, be, becoming an influencer and, but your ability to do what you're doing and um, have the company and live your life and be able to, you know, help other, bring people in to help you be successful. Can I add one little piece on this? Yes, go ahead. So, you know, it just reminds me of, you know, at a lower income bracket, people complain about um, things not being fair, not getting what they deserve, Mm -hmm. um, not being paid what they're worth. Um, that's a lower income bracket. And if you're, if somebody's in that mode that you're in right now, you're feeling like you're in a relationship that you're not getting treated the way you deserve, um, all of that type of stuff, know that I'm empathetically reaching out and holding you in this moment because I've been there. And, but it truly is an income bracket that thinks like that because as you let go of more control and you get more self-worth and you kind of grow out of that, um, you don't have those same battles inside yourself. Do you know what I mean? Like I I was doing my assistant's job a few weeks ago. I I don't care. Mm -hmm. I I don't care. I I will clean toilets Mm -hmm. (laughs) if it needs to get done. Mm -hmm. Nobody needs to pay me what what I'm worth. I earn what I'm worth. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? You, You earn what you worth. And so watch what you're complaining about and, and talking about, because it's actually very, it's very, 
prevalent. Like you can see the complaints in each income bracket. And if you want those problems to go away, start focusing and getting on purpose at creating the amount of income that you want, because it will take you out of those moments. You know, I worked for Cobalt Banker at one point in my life, and I think I worked for about six months before I actually ever realized I wasn't getting paid. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was so into the project. And that's that be, do, have thing, right? I was so into the project. So then I went to them and said, we've built a a huge portion of this division. And I'm really actually not getting paid for this. What can we do? And they made me a VP at that point. Mm. Right? And so, you know, it's life changes. You don't have to fight as hard when you're focused on creating something great with people. And you're not worried about you know, what you're getting paid. You're not worried about, you know, you, you will get paid what you're worth. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it's why I don't bring people onto my team and give them a ridiculous amount of money off the bat because they're not valued at that yet. Mm-hmm. They're, uh, my goal is to have everybody being paid more than the job position um, merits, but they need to earn into that. And so I think that's really important nugget for people to remember. You have in your life right now exactly what you deserve. Not saying that you don't deserve more, but what you've put into life, what you've given, you're getting what you deserve. And I know that probably upsets a lot of people mm-hmm. when they hear me say that. Mm-hmm. But if they were to take a deep breath and just notice, are you demanding life or are you giving into it? And putting in the effort or are you demanding and complaining if you are demanding and complaining you will be stuck at that level for a long time mm, yeah yeah uh, that is fabulous and and like everybody take a deep breath and and just feel into that into the it, I, I just felt like I could feel that in the hearts of everyone just that, to really like this is like a truth you know it's like you're coming to your own truth am I really showing up how I want to show up am I really creating what I want to create am I am I am, am or am I holding back uh, yeah and it's that holding yeah. back that and doubt. It's, it's easy to complain you know my partner Ash and I were talking the other day and And he's in a personal development workshop this weekend, which I love. It's, you know, always surrendering over to open up more. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's a good good thing just to remember this. If you are complaining or you're frustrated, instead of looking at somebody else or something else as as the reason for that, stop and just realize it's a big, shiny, like, wake up moment to take full responsibility that you're actually off purpose. Otherwise you would have the bandwidth, you'd have the flexibility to just let that moment go and just be what it is. And there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with being off purpose. You just want to like, you're going to go off purpose. That's, that's everybody goes off purpose. So please don't beat yourself up or make yourself wrong for it because that will just hold you in a really crappy space and it's going to prevent you from moving forward. So instead of doing that, just make yourself a personal, you know, commitment that when you notice you're off, don't beat yourself up and be like, ah, I'm off. Okay. What should I be doing right now? That would fire me up. Our focus towards having you enjoy more of life. The journey there is going to be filled with things that you don't particularly want to do or feel like doing. And, you know, if you can manage your brain and realize that if you do this, 
this transaction, this give that you're going to get more of what you want and that you're willing to do that to be able to get more of what you want. I think that, you know, the whole, the Thank whole scenario of enjoying so more much, of your life is Andrew, just really what it's all really, about. It's been wonderful. And you are such a great model, inspiration, motivation for all of us. And, um, we'll be in touch again and Enjoy your family, enjoy your life, and um, thank you so much for what you're doing and the influence you're having in the world. Aw, thank you.